This episode has been recorded on Treaty 6 territory. You know, sometimes you kind of got to... So, Margaret. We've got Margaret here today. And Margaret has worn many hats, okay? Her favorite being one as a real-time vulnerable co-conspirator with women with disabilities, trying to live their best lives. She was injured 31 years ago at the age of 16 and is a quadriplegic with a passion for pushing higher in life. She has a master's of science in health promotion studies, has studied sexual health, and has spent most of her career working in the nonprofit disability sector. She is now retired and has returned to her enduring interest in sexual health with a focus on pleasure and basic reproductive and sexual health education for women. When not connecting with other women with disabilities, Margaret loves to spend time with her husband and extended family and is an avid gardener, baker, and lifelong athlete. Welcome, Margaret. I mean, this is my first introduction to her, and I feel like there's going to be more after this one for sure. Um, Yeah, dig into it. Sink your teeth in a little bit. Let's go. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, so we're we're here, mixed crips with Margaret Conquest. <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs> bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell with the barrels in your mouth. Doot, doot, doot. That's on, that's Just on kidding. Right Just now. kidding. Yeah. FYI. No, but um, we're so excited to have you here today, and I'm so stoked because, like, when we were, you know percolating with the thought of this podcast and just the different topics i was just like margaret 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 like i know she is like so much i don't (laughs) No, but like for me like i think part of my journey as someone coming into having a disability and a spinal cord injury like you've been that like somebody i know that's like oh I can make it because she made it kind of thing. I've known you, you know? since hospital. You've said like, like literally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, it's been, I was thinking about it on the way here today that it's such a, for me, it's such a joy and a privilege to see where people are going mm. when, where I was meeting them for the first time was a very vulnerable place right after something traumatic had happened. Yeah. And it's just so good to see that people are, Doing things, getting yeah. knocked up, and yeah. it's just so good. I like it. Oh my god! Everyday goals, like you know, that's kind of yeah. more, I'm more excited to see when people are doing everyday things than yeah. I, than I need to see them Amen. like climbing mountains. Yeah. So what we met way back yeah, in like 2009, that. probably. I was injured in 2008, and then I but so, I was like yeah. in the hospital. For a very long time, like a ten to eleven month. Well, you don't remember meeting me, like I remember meeting oh. like at the U of A. Oh, 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 dear. Yeah. Maybe. here it is for that. Like you were in acute <laughs> care ICU. Yeah, I think you were out of ICU. Okay, because you were on four A, whatever four A four. And so I would have met you. It was pretty brief. I probably would say I spent more time talking to your mom and probably mm. your brother at that point. 
and your dad would have also been there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, more to your mom, though. Yeah, that would that make one. sense. Yep. Yeah. Those memories are so blurred. There's a little going on. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. But I just remember, you know, kind of going through the the huge depressed state, being, you know, super insomniac, just kind of hospitally isolated, not coping, Mm -hmm. you know, with the changes that have gone on um, physically through my injury and whatnot. And John was always around and like witnessing this, seeing this, seeing this physical and mental kind of deterioration of me. You know, they're telling me I have a brain injury, so I should start acting like it. I'm also not sleeping at night, so I will start acting like it, you know, just so he kind of recognized this and was like, hey, I know this woman. I think it's time that you actually meet her and like spend time with her. Then he brought in Margaret. Okay, that's how, okay. I wasn't sure if that was how it was, or if it was also because I worked at CPA still. I think at the time, right? So I, uh, I think I was out of that role of doing hospital liaison, but mm. still, yeah, because yeah. because Quinn was Quinn. assigned to me as my hospital mm-hmm. liaison. Gotcha. Beep. Say no and, more. Yeah, right. And so, so um, that like that conversation when he did bring you in is such a like crucial really memory for me. So, I <laughs> yeah. find that so fascinating because I often, you know, I'm, I've, in addition to yourself, I've met up with many, many, many different people over mm. the years. I've been injured 31 years mm. and I don't always get the feeling that it's invited, that I'm invited to be in that space with them. Mm. And so I'm very, I try to be pretty cautious about it. Yeah. And then later, They'll say, wow, like that was a pivotal moment. Yeah. Yeah. Really? It was Tuesday. I put it in my show. Like it is written in a script already. Really? Fun. Um, Yeah. yeah. And so I was just telling Maria um, about this too, that it was just, you know, like I just remember even the conversation of like, you know, do you still believe you're going to walk where my head was at with you know, yes or no. And like, I think I probably would have said, no, I'm not. It's not my plan. Well, I just remember like struggling because, um, it was when my mom was just very much like healers and, you know, everything wanting to, you know, make the miracle happen and everything. And you were just like, you know, my mom's still waiting for me to, to Mm. walk. Of course you go your normal down stuff. Probably the thing I was most down about was my body image because my body so instantly changed so instantly right and I was part of this group that I did not want to be part of mm-hmm. and so yeah that was probably the thing that took the biggest hit but no I sort of just got on with it and also at the beginning of your injury you're still making gains for a long long time yeah mm-hmm. so I felt like I felt some measure of success just because I was always getting a little bit more independent a little bit more independent mm-hmm. and um, learning more doing more being more getting jobs earning more all of that so mm-hmm. Where are you at then when, how long do you feel like it took you to get to this place where you're like, this is who I am and this is where I'm going? Really long. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Really long. Like I think that there was like, I was so deep into depression Hmm. and um, like just kind of stuck plateaued that it was like the only thing that getting me out of it was like, well, for one, getting out of the hospital. So like, okay, well, I need to find some kind of purpose again. Mm-hmm. Because I can't do anything that I used to do, mm-hmm. like dance, party, mm-hmm. you know, don't, I can't do 
what I used to want to do. I can't act, you know, just like what? Not good for nothing, right? Yeah. Or anything. And yeah, so it was just like leaving the hospital. I'm probably quoting myself in like Mm -hmm. speeches that I've done for like high school. (laughs) Leaving the hospital was the best thing that ever happened to me, of course. It's kind of true, right? Like you get thrust into real life, which is a little depressing at first because it's a really big lot of work. (sighs) It's nothing like you thought it would be. And then you also compare yourself. I found I compared myself. It's like, I used to do this here. I used to be this here. I used to interact with these people this way. Whereas in the hospital, it's your first time there, right? Yeah. And they sort of set you up for success in, yeah. with access and nursing care. And you shit your pants. Somebody's going to be there to clean it up right away. And yeah. like all of that stuff. So it yeah. was like, yeah, it was the best thing that happened. But it was pretty, yeah, shit got real. Yeah. Well, shit and, got and real. like, just like you, it was like, this is only temporary. This is, you know. It's self-preservation too, yeah. right? Like you, you, yeah. you, you can continue on doing something you'd never would have chosen if it feels temporary. Yeah, that's so true. And I think in my head, I like would map it out. I'd be like, okay, I can do two years in a wheelchair. Okay. Okay. I guess I could do a decade, I guess. But after a decade, I'll be, I'll be walking by then, you know, like this is going to be the hardest 10 years of my life. But like at the end of it, we'll be out of here, you know, but it's like, it just doesn't work like that. It, it grates me the wrong way when someone says, well, I just wanted it that bad. So what are you saying about those yeah. that don't walk? Yes. Not that they didn't want it that want bad it, yeah. or did not work that hard? Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's kind of the, like, we brought up um, the topic of inspiration porn um, not yeah. long ago. And oh, it's that's that what kind it's of, called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like that idea, like, you know, even with, like, oh, you must have not been that, like, as such a devout Christian because you're oh, not walking. Oh, I've gotten but, that statement yeah. from strangers walking up to me before. Yeah. Where, but, uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, well, they say, well, what did your parents, what kind of sins did your parents get yeah. before, you know, so that you're, you are this way. For our listeners who don't know, both Margaret and myself identify with visible disability, physical disability. And Margaret, would you be interested or comfortable talking about what your injury is or what your disability is? Absolutely. So I have a C6, C7 incomplete spinal cord injury. And that results for me in most of my muscles being paralyzed from about the chest level down. I have some return of sensation that I shouldn't have. So my whole left side, I have almost complete sensation in. And on my right side, I have some sensation. I don't feel cold or hot. I feel deep touch. I feel a sensation that I know of as pain now, but it's not what normal pain would feel like. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's me. Selfishly, I want to bring that up because it's it's relative to again the like when we first met and like this kind of headbutting with my mom, you know, wanting me to believe that I was going to walk and myself kind of just letting go of that and not being able to have the faith in it and you know the idea of like, well, don't you ever want to have sex again? And then <laughs> like Margaret came, <laughs> Margaret came into my life and it was like this like anomaly because did you know Margaret's married? And it's like, this shouldn't be such a shocker. This shouldn't be such a jaw dropper. 
but like sadly, did John say that? It is. I I don't think I can't remember. Oh, okay, I, th- I think it was after I met you, and it was like me saying it to my mom, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, but it's like, yeah, don't you ever want to have sex again? And and Margaret being like, I can actually feel my legs, mm-hmm. and that also being super strange medically, right? Because yeah, I, yeah. I can as well, like sporadically as well, like you, I've got hypersensitivity and like dull sensation. Yeah. Like, and it's not what people would expect. No. People are always stunned when I'm like, yeah, the left and the right, totally different. Yeah. Well, and the reason, part of the reason too, why even this podcast is a thing is because of this very specific topic, because I have a, a ADHD and a learning disability and I'm not good at reading. I'm not good at talking. I'm not good at, well, I'm good at, I'm good at all these things, but like, and so the, the idea of, I, I, I sprung it on Tash and I was like, wouldn't it just be so funny if like you could be the dirty talker and I could be the physical doer of things. And so like <laughs> simultaneously, cause like, obviously like people, that's a big, not a big part. It's not a big part if you don't know how to dirty talk. It's fine. I get it. Um, but I don't get it at the same time. But like where my physical body, it's got limits. I'll say that to everybody. Like it's got limits that, that it can and can't do. But um, with the idea of like, if somebody wants me to dirty talk, I really have like two phrases that I could like <laughs> recycle. But like if you're with the same person, they're going to get tired of hearing those two phrases. Well, it's funny. So with my husband, we've been together for 27 years, married for 20. And I have said to lots of people, I'm in this, I'm in a second marriage with the same person. You know, we got married. Hmm. Uh, when we were married, when we met, I was 19, he was 33. Wow. Uh, and of course, that was a lot of fun. Things are always fun in the very beginning, right? Of any, you know, yeah. supercharged relationship. Um, then we got married and a lot of elements of our relationship created barriers and the difficulties. So he got to the point where he didn't want kids. Very normal, natural. By the time we got married, he was 40. Um, I was incredibly naive and that was very nice for an older man to have a partner who he could kind of mold idea wise, Mm -hmm. attitude wise. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't really, I wasn't naive anymore. So there was a very, there was a period of dark ages in our marriages for a good, I want to say a decade. Mm. And so we're in a much different place now, but something that's sort of new to our sexual repertoire is like, I will, I'll swear, I'll (laughs) say, I'm not going to say what I say (laughs) because it's it's, it's intimate and (laughs) for him, right? But I think it, like, throws him off. Cuts him yeah. off guard. Or, or if I send him something dirty on, yeah. on like, phone. He's like, what do you want me to do with that? I'm like, you were in public, weren't you? He goes, yeah. Perfect. But my face gets all red. I don't know what to do. Do you want me to respond? I'm like, you do whatever you want with it. I'm giving that to you. I would say I'm the dirty talker. He is not. It's not natural for him at all. So... I guess like just rediscovering, rediscovering sex again, because like I had had sex prior to my injury was challenging, really terrible. And I like, you know, at the time I probably thought like it wasn't my choice, but it was definitely 
my choice in a lot of ways to just be completely abstinent for like seven years, Hmm. you know? And I think that that, from what I know, that's pretty common to have quite, not totally, I I shouldn't speak for other people, but, but that there's a lot of like people who do have this like extended dry spell, um, of physical touch, physical contact, and it can be, um, it's really hard to get back into it. I think that, you know, some of the kind of mental battle is like, well, I don't find myself attractive anymore. So when you talk about the body image thing, especially that we were both very young. Yeah. Um, cause and I, I had the body I wanted. Yeah. I like, hang on. I had the body I wanted at the time and it worked just fine. Um, and I was also like really in the thick of that sexual exploration phase. Mm-hmm. And I was really in love with the boy I was with. He was my first like true love. And I probably would have married him and had all the babies God would have blessed me with. When I was still like, when I did get kind of past that point of like, okay, this is it. Like seven years dry. I need to get laid. You know? <laughs> yeah. I had, uh, yeah. I had uh, a girl that was working with me at the time and we were kind of going out a lot, going to the bars a lot, you know, around drunk people all the time. I had already given up drinking, but I still really enjoyed being around people who were drinking mm-hmm. just cause you know, you're, you're in your twenties. You're and fun, you're, right? It's whatever. a lot of fun. But yeah. And so, and Tinder's all the rage, you know, online dating's all the rage. And so a lot of guys or people who I would, you know, either date or like come in contact with some of them, it would just be something they really wanted to try. You know, like you're, mm. you're kind of this. You were like, their kink? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was so <laughs> many people's kinks. Like it was just like this, this, this like one time thing. Um, yeah. You know, I've done, I've done someone in a, in a wheelchair, I've done, you know, and so um, it was always. Good thing you're off the market. You're pregnant and you're crippled. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think that's, that, that, that you're not going to find oh. a lot of people who find that, have that kink. So, I mean. I, and I definitely, I, I dated, I dated guys like that where it was like, you don't, you're not taking me seriously. Mm-hmm. You're not like actually looking for a real relationship. You just want to fucking chuck mm-hmm. or, you know, you just want to experiment a little bit and then, you know, go back on with your, with your life and everything. And like to take me seriously is it- and it would it would it would confuse some guys because some guys they might be catching feelings and they might be like and then all of a sudden they look down and it's like like one of the most horrible moments was when I was making out with my then boyfriend and at the time I was still sometimes wearing having to wear a depend um, mm-hmm. because of bladder leaks and yeah. um and I was so self-conscious and so scared and so insecure about this ever being like revealed mm-hmm. or like especially to a partner and for anybody like, to know anybody. that there was anything that you couldn't see that was going on oh my god anything in your life that you couldn't absolutely see i don't want mm-hmm. i didn't want anybody to find out yeah no never i like, didn't want anybody to know that i had a caregiver yeah which yeah. i have a funny story after we started dating about three weeks in paul calls at about six fifteen, and i was she knew that i was getting up about six and the gal who was my caregiver was gail at the time, Gail and Gail was like 50, 55, and she wanted to get me laid. Like she, wanted, <laughs> like she was the best, best person for me to move away from home yeah. to in terms of a caregiver. Yeah. But Paul didn't know I had a caregiver, so she answers the phone, and she lived a difficult life. She had like had whiskey and cigarettes, boys. Nice. So, 
hello. <laughs> goes, Hi, I just wanted to hear your voice. She goes, I'm not Margaret. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm like, hi. I'm like literally sitting on my bathroom in the tub. And he, he's like, I just, I called because I wanted to hear your voice. I, I, I didn't know you had people. I'm like, I, yeah, I have someone who, because I can't do things on my own. Or I remember being like, oh, I'm never going to see you again. And then, of course, that didn't happen. But yeah, like, I don't want, I didn't want anyone to know I wasn't able-bodied except I'm in a chair. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So what happened? So, so as soon as it was like disclosed that okay, there's there's an actual like she's wearing, she's wearing diapers, an adult diaper, right? Which is like as you said, like I would hide it from absolutely anyone. I would wear like really tight underwear over top of a pad to like mm-hmm. completely hide it. If especially if I was going to the gym or something, getting out of my chair, whatever. Like just, anyways. And so as soon as he noticed, it was like stop everything, mm-hmm. and, oh, and like. Literally, he said something along the lines of like, "I just wasn't expecting this," and or yeah, I never. But was it okay? No, no it, was it was not, not okay. okay. Oh, he left. <gasps> oh, yeah, and Son it was of... just like I was gonna actually sleep with this guy. Uh, like I was actually gonna uh-huh, give uh-huh. it up, and this, like dude. thank God didn't, so I didn't have to put another notch like, on my belt, yeah, you know. But yeah. but still, like holy shit, like this is one for the books. How could you, you know, like it had been a few months we had been dating mm-hmm. already, but yeah, it was just like, I'm, you know, I can understand that it can be a lot for so, like mm-hmm. somebody who's never been exposed to disability or, you know, and anything, but, yeah. but like, yeah, that was just, it was, yeah, it was, it was hard. It was like super, it, it's, it's just one for the books. And after that, I was just like, like fuck putting you like mm-hmm. no i was like fuck putting on a facade you know oh. like fuck hiding everything it took me a while to like get there but like like when i met my my now partner i was like leave the door open you can see the lift hanging in my room like that's my sling that's, yeah, that's my, my life that is how this things is are. yeah like this is like take me or leave it yeah get me a coffee make sure you bring a straw and hold it for me like yeah. you know yeah and it was like that is something that he it like caught him off guard, and it actually like was something he was initially attracted to and like more interested in. Never did he actually think that we would still be together this long. I think, <laughs> but but and you wrote him in, baby. But you know, your it evil was, plan is, is coming to fruition. Yeah, and it was such a journey because then, like, when I did actually get back to being sexually active, it was it was really hard to get past the like. Well, I, I'm, I was always and still am such a sexualized person, such mm-hmm. a sexual person. And I liked being, you know, on top. I liked yeah, pushing yeah. people around and being in charge and stuff like that. I, I was bisexual and I liked taking a hold of like people that are smaller than me and just being able to like, just, so when you like aren't able to actually like be in control, that was like, that's like such a whole nother cur- like learning curve. Um, to rediscover, I guess, after injury. And, um, yeah, it could be, it could be difficult. And that's also like where, like, it makes it really hard to also, um, trust a person. Mm -hmm. I find that you're going Mm -hmm. to do this with, because it's also like, also the idea of like hooking up in a position where you may be more vulnerable or easy to take oh, yeah. advantage of. There's that whole other avenue, 
you know, that I think we could talk about for hours well, and hours even, and hours. Even with, like, we've talked about the the idea of the devotee action. Action? Yeah. Whatever, like, devotee. And, like, and I remember asking you, I was like, is it, like, bad? Like, is that a bad? The like, from the thing. concept of, like, having somebody know like if 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 somebody if somebody's like your your wheelchair is like I love blonde Hot. hair and I am fine with that type of thing I don't yeah what I don't As, like about devotees is when they start by veiling their intent there's a few devotees that have contacted me over the years because of social media you know mm-hmm. seeing me on social yeah and then. I can tell right away by their their line of questioning that they're a devotee. And I instantly know. If I give a friend request from somebody I don't know, I search them out. And a lot of people yeah. aren't very smart. And they you can see that they're devotees elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they start asking, they get cagey. Mm-hmm. And then finally say, well, I'm a devotee. Do you know what that is? I do know what that is. And I'm fine with that. But I wish that you had led with that. Yeah. And by the way, I am actually with somebody yeah. I'm, I'm married or i'm you know engaged yeah. whatever i was at the time yeah so i i don't know what do you think about the devotee thing it's well just for whoever's listening if you don't know a devotee is just basically someone who has their their kink their, is, their, is their kink is disability yeah, yeah it doesn't always have to be wheelchair it can mm-hmm. just be like some so you know it can be more specific than that you know can um, be amputees yeah yeah mm. or even being able to care for someone is part of their kink yeah so, and, which I am, I don't care if you like horseshit. Like, no. yeah, <laughs> just tell me how many times. I know. Me, yeah, give me. A, I, I, it's it's a permission giving thing. Yeah. for me. Yeah, I tried a long for a long time to really try to understand it, and I talked to many devotees, and I became friends with them, and would just be like, okay, like I have preferences, you know, like I like a, I like a big ass on a guy or whatever, but like, and so like I tried to like understand, is this the same thing, and like, is it okay, but. But there's there's always like such there's a large, wide spectrum, right? There's the creeps, and then there's the people who mm-hmm. just generally well like don't know why this is, but they literally are have this attraction, or like it's because you know you've obviously been through like a struggle in life, and that shows me strength or blah blah blah. <laughs> but but <laughs> but I actually dated a guy. It was like my very first relationship post injury who didn't tell me. That he was a devotee See, for our like, entire relationship. That's a lot of And we stayed friends eat. for like something ridiculous like 13, 11 years later. And he then told me oh. one day on WhatsApp in a message, like, actually, just so you know, <laughs> yeah. that's how I actually found you on Facebook. I lied and I said that I knew another Natasha and your name popped up. And then we just started talking. But actually... You Did know. he say why he kept that from you? He was just so embarrassed. And That's, he never thought okay, that, that I would I talk to him like otherwise. And of course I was like dumbfounded and shocked. And yeah. Da, 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 da. And our relationship and never, like, it never would have worked anyway, just because of our personalities. But I almost wish then that there was more accept- acceptance of devotees I know. to bring him out, bring him out of the closet. Well, and, and, and the part that makes it creepy it's is a that, different they, closet. Don't, that yeah. they don't say something. It'd be like somebody no. that's like, I like to walk around in women's high heels yeah. and then all of a sudden they don't tell you something like that and you walk in and you're like, well, this was unexpected, not horrible, mm-hmm. yeah. just 
yeah, unexpected. Like, but when but when you're with somebody and you keep something like that in and a secret for, yeah. it's like, why do you keep that a secret? Well, and I think that like the fact that we actually didn't like last. Mm-hmm. Is fine. <laughs> like, yeah, if yeah, I, yeah, if yeah. I was still yeah. with this guy and I'm finding out, you no. know, yeah. oh my God, yeah, oh, but yeah, that would have been a lot harder, I'm sure, just because of like honesty, right? But um, yeah, he's definitely is his own problem. So when it comes to like self-image things, shortly after I was injured, it would have been within the first year. I remember being at a Smitty's bar in uh, White Court. I think my... they're called lounges. Oh, it was a lounge. <laughs> yeah. It's a restaurant in a lounge. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that was super high class. Yes, sir. <laughs> so <laughs> there with my sister and her husband, we're playing pool and this random person comes up and he's like, hey, your sister's super cute. He says to my sister about me, like, what's happened to her? And I'm like, well, you can ask me. And so oh. I'm telling him and then he says, wow, that's like hard. Here's my number if you walk. <gasps> right? Oh my god. So there's a little bit of a that caught me so off guard. Your, here's your number if you walk. Here's my number. Call me if you walk one day. Something that I hope I'm not putting you on the spot for, but hmm. something that you said um a while ago when we were in a different um chat, I think Zoom webinar hmm. or something like that, was that like I can't remember specifically, but that like your partner's not perfect. And so he's like, if he's not okay with something like that's okay or something like whether it's like helping support you with like either something you need or like doing too much of help with your care and that you were like, I'm okay with this because he's human. Yes. And like that just, it just resonated with me so much even in my own relationship and like my yes. expectations for my partner yeah. because yeah. like, like some of the guy on 90 day was that he's helping her do things a lot and he's never and had he to did, do that. And he did say that he wasn't sure if he yeah. wanted that to be part of his exactly. long-term relationship. Exactly. And yeah. yeah. And like in my relationship, I'm like, I've gone through moments where I'm like, well, like whoever's with me, they, they need to be okay with this. They like, they have to deal with it and they have to deal with it if they want to be with me, because that is like, that is who I am. That's how it's going to be. But then like, after you said something like that, I was like, Oh, it is a theme. It is a theme. And I might've come and comes up a lot of places and it's places where we are still going in our marriage is you get to these points where Someone needs to be honest about, well, I don't want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. or I never wanted to do this. So the caregiving piece, Paul's always been very clear. Mm-hmm. He did not want to be my caregiver. Mm-hmm. When we go away on vacation, yes. But even on, like, when we go on vacation, I often go on vacation with friends because he says, you know, going on vacation is often not a vacation for me because we're going to places where it's less accessible. I have to do mm-hmm. way more for you than I ha- usually do and want to do. And that was very hard for me to get past that. But he's him why does he have to want something because i want him to want it and that's so real like yeah and it's not easy <laughs> Just mm-hmm. what you mean. yeah um and as 27 years in it's been it's come up a little bit more recently mm-hmm. where he said yeah well we've been doing this for 27 years and some of this stuff is hard and i have given up things i, I would love it i would love it if it were always true that if someone really loves you, mm-hmm. you know, they don't, don't have do to everything. give anything up. Mm-hmm. They don't have, there's no compromises. It, 
isn't true. <laughs> the partner that's with me forgoes things. Mm-hmm. And I can be real about that. Um, just like I forego some things because of the stuff that he likes yeah. to do. But it is most definitely because I have a significant disability. Yeah. And there are things I can't share with him or things he um, can't do, won't do because either I'll miss out or because many, many, many different reasons, right? Over 27 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, even, uh, I think, in the, in, the, in the realm of, like, sexual activity and repertoire of activities, there are things he doesn't enjoy. Yeah. And I remember feeling like it was because of me. And we fought, I don't even know how we came to the discussion conclusion where he's like, no, I just don't like that. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with you. And it was like, oh, yeah. I'm not gross. Is there a reason why you're doing That's that? icky for you. <laughs> yeah. Is there a reason why yeah. you're looking back like this when you're that's like in, in my relationship, especially at the beginning, it's, I just like wanted to try everything, right? You wanted to do different things. We can use this as a sex swing. We can, you know, flip over and be upside down and da, da, da. But like, it's like, well, this is a lot of work for my partner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, can we just try things? Kate? Like, don't you have enough energy like this one time? Yeah. Cause like you always say we're going to try it, but then we don't. It's like, but it's like, it's like, I'm trying to do it to make sure that he's not missing out mm-hmm. when really he doesn't give a shit. No, I know. He doesn't need it at all. So it's like, no, give me a couple. Whereas I'm like, you know, we can have, yeah, like we can have a threesome only because I'm like, I might be insecure about like what another person could do for you that I can't. Right. Right. And so like, thankfully we've never really gotten to that. And who knows if we ever will. That is my worst nightmare. I have such a, I have such self-conscious Body image issues. I'm yeah. I'm like, no, can't do it. I'm, I can't. I don't think that, I, I can admit that I am flawed. Yeah. Is so there, I can't do what? I, I could have a threesome. threesome. Oh no. Mm-mm. There's too many limbs going on for me. <laughs> There's too much going on generally. From yeah. what my, one of my good friends tells me. Um, like it's not fun. As in, like you're really connecting hardcore with either of the two people you're with, and usually someone's not active while the other two are active. Or they're active, but the other two aren't really paying much attention. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, and this is fun now. It's an odd yeah. number. Yeah. You know? It's like one of those things that you would just like, but like, like click off or whatever. But like, you know. Yeah, give me that couple over there doing yeah. their thing. I can watch that. Oh, I'm over I'm, here with this person. Touch, yeah. Can I just touch your shoulder and have it count as me being yeah. part of huh. this? It's a horse. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it just brings me back to like the fact that we're we're no, no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect, mm-hmm. and we are marrying normal people that are perfect. Yeah, or we are marrying perfect people. They are normal. Is yeah, what I meant to yeah. Say. yeah. Normal people. Yeah. <laughs> and, he yeah. is a normal by the way, but neither. Yeah. Are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like that's that's when I think I have to kind of like okay, like back up, and like understand you know yeah i uh i often have to bite my tongue in um sometimes in the chat and sometimes in the the coffee group on tuesdays where there's some platitudes that still float around like well if they really love you Mm -hmm. they won't uh i can't think of anything specific we'll do anything for you or or like it does. It won't matter to them like how much they have to wake up, and it's like it's like when you have a child, you do anything mm-hmm. for that child, and it's just like yeah, well. But at the same time, like 
I, I think that's different. I, I think having a child is different than like, the, you know, no, and it's, 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 it's really hard. Cause like, I'll like put in my mind, like if roles were reversed, could I do this? And I'm like, yeah, cause I love him so much. Yeah. I would. But then I'm also like, holy cow. Like there are people like we are, it is hard to find alone time. There are people in and out of our bedroom all the time. You know, he's like in a rush to put his shirt on because there's someone on coming in to help me, Kath, you know, yeah. there's just like, it is just, and it's just like, wow, like the kind of shit that he actually endures is kind of insurmountable sometimes. And it's like baffling. And then I have friends that are like in the States, for instance, who like don't um have the kind of maybe care support funding that that like oh, yeah, is readily available like we might and they're like they're like oh yeah my husband does all my care or like you mm-hmm. know my my mom did all my care and then I got married and my husband did it all and it's like who are these they, partners they bargained for that right who like they, they knew like, going in I guess so that was gonna be you know what's so funny that's been so not my trajectory I like instantly had like ick no, I don't want my partner to do any of those things for me. Mm. Like I want to be me and my caregiver are an entity. <laughs> and then there's my husband. Yes. And then we're a couple. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, there are lots of things he does that he wouldn't do for me if I didn't have a disability. Yeah. You know, like he does a, a much greater portion of the cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, even then, that might be a role that he might have bargained for no matter who he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you think yeah. that it would have, because we we also, like, and I say, like, we've talked about this only because we've been kind of, like, delving in a little bit more into these topics, but, like, we were talking about it as, as a stance of, like, could it possibly be even, like, a person being available to that person's love language? Like, so if he there's can't love read language, my love language. He can't <laughs> read it. and I'm not that great at reading his. But, like, What's so, your like, love language? For, like, it's changed. Yeah. Uh, physical touch is always going to be one of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, I always call it the wrong thing. Gifts. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, symbols. We are, have a lot in common. Yeah, yeah. But lately, I would say things are shifting a bit to uh, words of affirmation. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think we're getting too comfortable and I don't get enough of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's not enough I love yous and you're beautiful lately. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's and it's a rut that people get into. So yeah, you want to yeah you you want to hear it for sure. Yeah, but no, I'm the primarily the first two. So the way that physical things can symbolize care or love or relationship or have meaning are important to me, and then physical touch is a very big thing. For me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that like earlier in my relationship, I was like, I don't want him to do any of my personal care. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to do this. And then just by default, he has learned and he does yeah. he that like, do backup. Yeah. You know, he just he's, like slides you know, into it's like, Oh, like so-and-so is going to be late. Could you help me do this? And like, yeah. And then especially that I'm pregnant now, I'm like, hey, you better, you yeah, better, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, about, like, you're like, happen. help me pee, damn it. Like, you did this. You need, I need a cookie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. brought it right just, in. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's close by. Food. I need, I, just, I need cookies. Yeah. I just need a little, quick, quick, a little but, cookie there. Yeah. And so then like also like needing to like check myself and be like, okay, am I, am I overstepping? Like, am I now going too far? Like, do I need to like rewind and be like, okay, oh, I he's doing too much. Guilty of that too. Where yeah. there's, I call it creep. It's like it convenient. Creeps. 
Yeah. You get comfortable with like asking yeah. this and then you yeah. ask for this. Yeah, and you, you grab me a drink. Will you bring me a drink and a cookie? Yeah. 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 You, you know, I, or I'll get comfortable where I won't even approach taking both of our plates. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's done it every night for the last six nights. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and like I get really attached or comfortable with certain people who I'm like most around. So like, I'll have like my favorite carried that I'll be like, Hey, you know, she can straighten me the best in my chair, like position or like, you know, I'll want this person to fix my hair and stuff like that. And then it gets to the point where like, that's him. I'll be like, well, I'll feel like oh, safer or comfortable if yes. you can like, if Femi's around, cause he can lift me yeah. back in my chair. Good. He can help me straight. So then whenever he's around, he's like, can you just do this? Can you just do that? Can you just pull me? Can you just, and it's like, <laughs> Oh, you know, um, and so like, yeah, it's hard to, um, to like stay away from that or yeah, like, you know, back off. Me. He's been around you for so long. Yeah. He's he like knows an you. He me. knows your body. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like someone who can, who comes and goes mm-hmm. or like, yet. Yeah, whereas like maybe, maybe a family member or two would have kind of been that for me. Mm-hmm. At one point, but no, I have not yeah. lived with family or even like lived in the same city as family for so for long that it's like, how do you do things? And so if <laughs> they do, if they are around to help me out now, it's kind of like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like training someone new. Yes. All over again. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. But oh, we just want to talk more, Mark. We can do a part two. I guess. Yeah, part two. Yeah, well, round and two. So- let's not keep you any longer than yeah. you actually can be kept. Thank, and, you. Uh, thank, thank you for inviting me. God, thank you for being on here. For thank coming. you so much. I'm so excited to an introduction to, to air you. this and to and to do it again because it's yeah, it's I, um, I have fun doing this. Yeah, and we'll know now, yeah. like how to kind of either structure it, focus it. You know, no, because. So that was awesome, wasn't it? Okay, so please, please, please follow, follow us. us on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the... Or email us. Or email, email us. us. Yeah, email. Two question, concern, whatever. The Mixed Crips. And for email, themixedcrips at gmail.com. Easy, easy peasy, let's go. Lemon squeezy. Yeah. Huh, where'd that come from? I'm squeezy. Interesting. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Without further ado, don't, don't forget. forget. Do not forget to keep, keep rolling, rolling forward. forward wonder, wonder at, at a time. time.